everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive and EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Denepoth, episode 45 of season two. And uh, it is, if you've not listened before, I am having the conversation with myself, which is is pretty much what my podcast has been since I started in September of 2019. And including this episode, I believe I have around 103 episodes. So I've been pretty consistent with putting an episode out there every single week and uh, no guarantees as to what I will be talking about in upcoming episodes, nor is there usually a flow from topic to topic. It tends to be reflective of something I've experienced, a webinar, a Twitter chat, something I've read, uh, or conversations that have come up on my Thrive in EDU on Facebook that we do live, Melody McAllister and I, on Mondays and Fridays, or just in general, uh, how I'm feeling or something like that. So the last couple of podcasts that I've done have been focused on, well, let's see, April, May, which May is now over, which I don't know where the time has gone. But I was thinking about ways to keep students and ourselves engaged through the rest of the school year, fresh ideas, uh, looking at some maybe different methods or tools, because it's not always about the technology, because technology comes and goes, and technology has glitches, as we well know. So we need to have ideas in many different areas and always have a backup plan to every backup plan. So I did talk about a couple of things throughout those episodes, and then started to look at planning for the summer break. And you can't see me, but I did do some air quotes here because the summer break, we as educators, we very rarely take a real break. Um, I don't know of any educators out there that took an entire break for the whole summer and didn't do anything related to learning or PD or plans or anything like that. Like, And if you if you are that person or you know somebody, please let me know because I would like to know how they do that. Uh, it's really hard to take a break. And so the last couple of weeks, I've really been thinking about plans for the summer. And people have had conversations. There have been Twitter chats. Uh, there have been surveys that have come out from different organizations and even just in discussions here locally where I live in Pittsburgh about events that typically happen in the summer. And last summer, the there's an it's kind of a cohort of schools. I think there are 14 school districts and this organization is called ABC Create and it is run through Penn State, New Kensington, which is a branch campus. And we had, uh, I think, four different days spread over a two-week period where it was PD, uh, very well-designed, a lot of fun to join in, and a, a great experience. And so we're trying to, and I volunteered to help with this again this summer, but we're trying to decide when is the best time. Do teachers want to have PD? If so, what type of PD is it? Because We've had so much screen time over this past 15 or 16 months at this point. And so trying to figure out what the balance is, it's not easy. So anyway, the point of this is that I've been looking at ideas for learning and relaxing over the summer and finding balance. And so that was my most recent episode. Also looked at mentors and the importance of having mentors and being a mentor and asking, reaching out for help and giving help as well. And just really quickly, a couple of uh, places where I find that it's quite a supportive community, definitely the ISTE community. 
my Thrive in EDU community on Facebook. I love that people share, that join in, that uh, join in with Melody and I when we go live with our guests. And then also a friend of mine, good friend of mine, Mandy Freilich, has a fantastic blog. And she just writes in a way that really, it, it resonates with me every single time. And I know that it resonates with everybody else that reads her blog as well. So those are just a couple of things that I wanted to bring back up from prior episodes. And then my last one I was talking about, okay, do we take the break or do we learn? And I think it's hard to slow down, especially because we don't necessarily know what the the upcoming, (laughs) even though some of us, like myself, still have the school year of 2020, 2021 ongoing right now because our year has not yet ended, we have to be thinking forward. And so we need to take a break, but we also have to make some time to learn some new things or just to kind of I don't know, tweak some of the things that we're doing anyway. So I thought that for today's little (laughs) Rochelle podcast, that I would just share some of the uh, upcoming events, opportunities that are out there, and perhaps one or more of them might be something that you are interested in. So the first thing I think that's really important is I don't think you need to have, well, I know you don't need to have some formal event or specific time to learn, okay? It's great when you have a conference, a webinar, there's a Twitter chat, there's a book study, um, there's a PD session, whatever it is. Those are all wonderful. But really just having your PLN or if your school has a PLC and having time to connect whenever that is and in a space that you can connect. Some use Slack, which I did not want to use for the longest time, but I actually kind of like it. I In some cases, I prefer it much more than the email that goes back and forth because you can have the channels. And I also like Voxer because it's the power of voice and listening and having the messages, even though it's it's mostly asynchronous because you're not talking one-to-one on the computer or something or on the phone. But if you're standing there listening while somebody's talking to you live, like of course, that feels more synchronous than asynchronous. But it's nice to have that space where you can just ask questions or put out a question of the day and just have a conversation around that. Maybe it's something that you read, it's something that you saw, something you experienced. Who knows? Just starting with that because conversations, very casual. There is so much learning that happens just in the two days that Melody and I go live on Facebook with our guests and then, of course, with everybody who joins in. So I would start there. Then, of course, there are the webinars and the conferences and all of those different online learning opportunities that are available for us, some of which are free. And of course, there are some that come with a cost. Free recommendations. I've been using, whether I join in live or I go to the archives, the EdWeb webinars, so many different topics, great presentations. And depending on your state, you can have those be for your continuing education hours. Uh, Pennsylvania, for example, you watch the video, you take the quiz, and then they automatically report to the state. So that's kind of nice to have that as well. Um, ISTE offers some different courses. They have webinars that happen. And then there are different ed tech companies that are having different webinars as well. So just to throw one out there that I've joined in a couple of times is Pack, which has a social emotional learning curriculum. So they've been having an SEL summit, and that's an area that I have been actually presenting on and writing about more in the past year than I had before. So I'm always looking for opportunities for that. I also recently joined on the course through ISTE-U about equity, and it's a self-paced course. You have three months to work through it. So I think that's great as well, because you can do those things anytime. And the other piece is, let's say you see that there's a webinar coming up. 
um, like June 7th, there's one that is through EdWeb and it is about to know me, which is a platform for professional personalized professional learning that schools can get. And it has, it integrates and aligns with the Danielson framework and also the ISTE standards. But just as an example, so let's say on June 7th, you know that at 4 p.m. Eastern, you can't or you don't want to join in because you want to take a break in June. Then I always sign up for them because then I can always get access to the recordings. And who knows, if I go for a walk in my neighborhood, if I sit outside on my deck, it doesn't matter. I can listen to it whenever I want to. And so lots of possibilities out there as far as webinars, online learning. And then if you, if I go back a little bit, kind of like the PLC, PLNs, those educator communities, Facebook, tons of them. If you are an ambassador for some of the different groups, very active ones like Flipgrid, Student Voice uh, Ambassadors, there's Wakelet communities, there's Buncee that's out there, at Nearpod. And I could have done these, I try to do these normally in alphabetical order, it's easier, but just throwing some of those out there. And then there's the other communities like Microsoft. I've been a Microsoft educator expert for the past couple of years. And so I really enjoy the conversations and everything that's shared in there. Plus, if other educators from around the world are presenting somewhere or they've written something, they drop that into that. You can always go back and search and find something that you need. But I really like that connecting in that global space. It really does help you to become part of a, a supportive PLN with educators from around the world. And then of course, the benefit of that is we learn, but more importantly, our students learn. And we can bring in authentic real world experiences for our students, for ourselves. And I just, I recommend those definitely. So if you have ever considered possibly becoming an MIE expert, you still have time. Um, it, it's, I think the applications are due usually the middle of July, but you can check into that. Or becoming part of, you know, like the Google community, getting your certification. Um, Apple Distinguished has them. There's Common Sense Educators. There are a lot of them out there, but it's just nice to have a community. So let's say you really like using a specific um, digital tool, like I'll say GimKit. GimKit has ambassadors. Uh, Kahoot has ambassadors. A lot of the different tools that we're using, they have the space for the educators to connect. And there's tons of learning in that. Even some of those are having community weeks. Wakelet has them. Flipgrid Live has some. Buncee is doing some summer learning with books, with capstone. So lots of things to check into. Others that you might consider if you're looking at balance and learning, podcasts. You can, I do this all the time. I go for a walk and I listen to podcasts while I walk, or I sit outside on the deck and I listen while I'm sitting outside on the deck drinking my coffee. But if you want to, because it can become isolating sometimes if it, you're just listening and it's just the one side you're not actually involved in the conversation, which is fine because that gives you a break as well. But if you want to be more of the conversation and especially with the voices, joining in a skilled space, which is from Swivel that's been happening. So you can check those out. I've led a couple of discussions on that, and I will continue to do at least once a month, I think on a Tuesday night. There's also Clubhouse for anybody who has been using it, or if you're new to it, it's kind of like, I mean, it's like a talk show, like a radio show, all audio, but tons of topics every day, all day from around the world, and you can just listen in. Now, some of the rooms are set that you can't actually raise your hand to speak. Um, it just depends on how it's set up, but you can go into kind of like an ed camp. Like you can go into the room and start to listen. You can leave quietly. Uh, sometimes they ask for people in the audience to come in and share. 
So you can do that. But it's another thing that you can just sit and listen. Maybe you're in the mountains camping. Maybe you're on the beach somewhere sitting by the pool, uh, laying in bed, relaxing. It doesn't matter. It's just about having the possibilities. So those are just a few ideas. But the reason I think we have to think about learning is because, as we all know, educators and lifelong learners, and we have to continue to stretch ourselves, definitely, not something I knew long ago, but it's about taking new opportunities in. So as an example, throwing this out there, let's say that you teach elementary school or you teach a high school course like I do, and it's a language, and you've never thought about bringing computer science into your classes or coding or augmented virtual reality. I say go for it because those are topics that can be and should be in all levels, all grades, all content areas, because they're really unique and more interactive or immersive potentially ways for students to learn. And it's great to challenge ourselves too, uh, especially because we're seeing such an increase in the AR, VR, and artificial intelligence in the world and the need for skills, uh, STEM skills and computer science skills. So I'm throwing those ideas out there because for me, I've been working on a coding program and I'm trying to find some other areas to build my skills in over this summer. But just because it is the summer, I don't want to take too much of a break. I, I definitely want to take a break, but I want to have some time to focus on some goals because the past 15, 16, whatever months it's been at this point, haven't had as much time as I wanted to or normally would have had. Like many of us last summer, we, we haven't stopped since uh, March 13th, which was probably the last day that we were in session for most schools until potentially this the start of this past school year. So uh, we definitely need to take a break. So take the whole month of June off, take the first half of July off, or take a couple of weeks and just do one thing each week. Listen to a podcast, join in a Twitter chat, sign up for a webinar and watch it whenever you want, wherever you are. And that way you're getting the, the self-care and taking the time for yourself and still making some time for some learning and definitely connecting because that's important too, to, to use this time to share our experiences from this past year and come up with some new ideas for the upcoming year. And when we share our stories and our experiences, the good and the bad, it does definitely amplify the learning potential, not just for ourselves, but more importantly for our students. And when we take that opportunity to try new things, even the ones that are like maybe not within our content area or totally out of our comfort zone, that's okay because we're taking risks and that will help us to make sure that we are embracing risk taking and failures that come with them and doing so with our students and helping them to continue to do the same thing. So anyway, whatever it is that you decide to do or not to do this summer, make sure that you take it, I don't know, take the time to relax, recharge, reflect. And if you wanna take the summer off, take the summer off, whatever you need to do, but just know that there's opportunities out there that can fit your specific interests or needs or time or definitely space. And um, that's it. So as always, I thank you for listening. I invite you to join, if you have not yet joined, the Thrive in EDU on Facebook community. Uh, if you are interested in any of the, any information I've shared, any of the tools or hearing more stories, if you want a good book to read for the summer, there are tons of them out there. I wrote a blog post last summer of 25 books. I had a list of 50 and I cut it down to 25. I could write another list of another 25, which would be quite difficult. But um, 
you know, I could recommend a couple of mine. And out of the ones that I've written, there are two that I love to recommend because they're they're not about the technology. They're not really about, you know, methods of teaching or anything. They're just about the stories of teachers and students and what they've experienced. So if you're looking for a book or you want to recommend one to somebody or get somebody a gift, uh, in other words, quotes that push our thinking is great for anybody. It doesn't have to be just an educator. And I don't mean just an educator. They're, it's not a book only for educators or true story lessons that one kid taught us which again has stories from, including myself, 38 educators that shared about one kid out of the many kids that we've taught that made an impact on us. And I know that by reading either one of those or just a few stories out of them, it will make a difference. And hopefully it will give you uh, some inspiration to share your own story, write a blog, uh, do a podcast, talk to yourself. I don't know. But anyway, as always, thank you for listening and I will catch you in the next episode.